Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fifth Quarter Sportscast. I'm Jared Judy. I'm here with my buddy Todd, as usual. <laughs> he's uh, he's indulging on some 1800. I think. Would you finish three bottles so far? Just two. Just two. All right. Well, maybe we'll finish the we'll finish the third by the end. Uh, so we're we're about the halfway point here of the uh, the NFL season. So we got some some five highlights to kind of run through here, and then we'll talk about some division breakdowns since we're up to halfway point, and then we'll talk about maybe some uh, stud, no plural, just one, <laughs> and some duds. But uh, without the with that, with that being said, let's dive right in. So to recap the uh, Philadelphia game uh, from Thursday night, we had the Eagles and the Texans. The Eagles squeeze out the 29-17 win. What did you think of that game? I, I didn't expect it to be that close. I don't know if the Texans are just that good or the Eagles just played that bad, but I was expecting a, a bigger beating in that game, to be honest. That's pretty good. You figure, I mean, what, 12 points in the NFL? That's a that's a good win. It's true, Philly, but then when you... Especially for a Thursday night game. Good Lord. Uh, granted, it was easily, hands down, one of the best Thursday night games we've had this whole season so far. But, I, I mean, by far the most scoring we've seen on a Thursday night game. God, can you imagine how many field goals you'd have to have to get to 29 points? <laughs> that's a lot of Jake Elliott. Yeah. But no, I, I just, you know, you see how the Chiefs are blowing people out. You know, I, I was kind of expecting that same thing, the way that the Eagles have been running over people, but, and it being the Texans. But I mean, it was actually a decent game. It was a lot closer than, a lot more competitive than I was expecting it to be. It's not bad for the gambling standpoint of things, because, uh, let's see, 12 points, spread was 13 and a half, over under was 46 and a half, total was 46. Take the under, always take the under. I tell you this every goddamn time. Always take the under. I did not expect Houston to cover the spread, though. Yeah, I think, yeah, that was probably the most impressive thing. I wasn't expecting them to really put up any points, to be honest. But I think probably one of the more impressive things for, from my perspective that I saw was Damian Pierce. I mean, everyone's been touting that Philly, Philly D is, you know, a, a tough defense. But Damian Pierce, he's, he's, he's the real deal workhorse there in Houston. He went... 27 for 139 against the tough Philly D. And that was that was pretty impressive. If they have anything to hang their hat on, it's their running game looked pretty darn good. And, and it's, can run. Yeah, and it's not like it's a, you know, a scrub team. That, that Philly D's played some decent uh, fronts. So, I mean, that, that spoke some, some good volume there. But the other high point of that game is obviously, you know, the record. Philly now undefeated 9-0 or uh, eight no, I guess, for the first time in franchise history. Uh, it's kind of hard to believe that's the first time in franchise history, but nonetheless. So uh, we'll see how long they can keep that streak going and keep the uh, 72 Dolphins on ice. <laughs> I don't think it's going to matter. At some point, they'll trip up. But uh, for now, they, they look like one of the top few teams in the league. That's I don't see too many flaws with them. That, that division is tough. It's crazy. It's definitely surprised me. I wasn't expecting that to be that tough. But uh, moving on here, we got uh, your money bag here, your bread and butter, the Bengals. Oh, yeah, no, no. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the other one. The Bengals couldn't be any more bipolar if they tried. They looked pretty decent 
what was it, two weeks ago with Burrow putting up 500 yards and four or five touchdowns. And then they look like a JV team against the Browns. And then this week they show up and they just roll right over. They roll. Panthers. Yeah, I was, I, was, I, was, I was waiting for you to, to, to mention something about the midget, but yeah, they rolled right through them. There was a um, big sighting this weekend. I mean, honestly, it was it was not it was it was pretty much ball game by like ten minutes into the game, like it was over. <laughs> I mean, I, I was enjoying it, you know, owning a share of Joe Mixon in fantasy, watching him score four touchdowns in the first half. Yeah, I, I wasn't mean, a fan of that, but I, I um, felt it move a little bit. But if that's you know just, I mean. but that's just because I was facing you, so uh, and you had Mixon and I didn't. So, but yeah, we uh, we were at the Hall of Fame for the uh, Green Bay Detroit debacle, and uh, we were watching that game with uh, Hall of Famer Leroy Butler, and they had like three or four screens on, uh, and obviously Green Bay and Detroit that dumpster of a game was on the main screen, but sitting right next to my left was the uh, Bengals game. And it seemed like every time Aaron Rodgers threw a touchdown, Mixon was in the end zone. <laughs> so at least I had a view of a decent game to watch. But yeah, I mean, looking at that one, it was like way out of hand really quick. But talking about some records, you know, we mentioned Philly with their franchise record. Mixon uh, sets a record for the most touchdowns in one game with five. So that's pretty impressive. But with that being said, we'll see which bipolar part of the Bengals shows up next week because they're very. It seems like they're very uh, one-sided. They're they're very inconsistent. But they had a heck of a week this week. Luckily, they faced the Pittsburgh Steelers, so you can mark that for a W. Yeah. Well, then it, I mean, Guaranteed. with that being with that being said, at least maybe there'll be a uh, maybe that'll be the kickoff to have some sort of consistency moving forward. Because yeah, Pittsburgh's trash. They are horrible this year. Week one redemption. They're uh, they're everybody's punching bag. God, I hope it doesn't go to uh, field goal city again. <laughs> that's, that's a miserable watch. It would be it would be fun to see Mixon get six touchdowns this week because a I'm not facing him and b it's against a rival. Please, so God. I'll let you have that one because I'm not facing him. I'd settle for three. <laughs> I would settle for one touchdown between anybody on my roster, but that's a whole nother dumpster to tackle. But uh, we'll get there. So moving on, we got the Jets upset the Bills. <sighs> Going to be honest, definitely didn't see that one coming. That was I that called was pretty... in the first episode. All, all everybody needs to go back and listen. I called this the Jets, huh? <laughs> I, I called it. <laughs> I'm sure you did. <laughs> did you call the Jets, <laughs> the Jets and the Steelers in the championship? Is that what what, what it was? <laughs> no Stratus. I got you, buddy. You guys got to tune in. Yeah, I think I missed that part. Mm-hmm. I, I must have fell asleep. But, yeah, I was kind of well, – granted, I saw it firsthand, obviously, when they played Green Bay and they smacked them around. But it's hard to really gauge how good a team is when they're playing Green Bay because everybody – I mean, you could have a JV team smack around Green Bay at this point. But uh, I, they had a – Dude, this game, Josh Allen throws zero touchdowns. That's the thing that was the most shocking to me. He ran, just to, he ran for two, which is whatever. But I don't know what the hell is going on because the two interceptions that I saw him throw were the two worst passes not thrown by either a Browns wide receiver or Baker Mayfield all season long. I'm watching it. I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, that was also on at the Hall of Fame. That was one of the other games that I was kind of glancing at back and forth when I was getting bored with Green Bay. And, um, yeah, I was very confused by that game. Like, I – Granted, again, the Jets have a really good defense, 
surprisingly this year. But he was doing off. He was doing he was doing very uncharacteristic Josh Allen things. Like the passes he was throwing, I've never seen him throw. I I don't I don't know. I don't I was confused. But yeah, hey, I mean, props to the Jets. They got a win against a division rival, so that that definitely keeps them in the hunt, at least in that division crown. Um, but I think the biggest story is obviously Josh Allen injuring his UCL. And I, I know they were talking on the radio this morning on ESPN whether or not it would be a surgery situation or if it would be something that just, you know, pain management throughout the season. But with the way he throws those bombs, like, could it get worse to the point where he can't, he's not usable? And they were talking about who the backup could be to come in and fill in for him. Uh, somebody said, Matt Barkley was on the depth chart somewhere. I didn't realize he was still playing. <laughs> I remember him. Yeah, yeah, I, I do too, but I didn't realize he was still playing. But uh, that, let's be honest, that offense isn't the same without him throwing the ball and him running the ball. And with him off the field, it's not the same offense. But then somebody said, well, what about if you just line up like a, a, a Matt Barkley or somebody else at quarterback and then just hand it off to Josh Allen and use him as a running back because that's primarily 50% of what he does anyway. But you're not going to put your franchise, the face of your franchise as a running back. Like, that's that's just stupid. But, man, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do if this becomes like a long time, long-term lingering thing. The Ravens and the Bears would disagree with you, Jared. They would, uh, they would have an argument that their quarterback is a hell of a running back. It's true. But then again, I'll put it this way. It's Chicago by necessity and Baltimore by choice <laughs> because uh, Chicago has until Chase Claypool, which whether you want to say that's a weapon or not, the Bears had no options and their offensive line sucks. So by default, he had to run every play. Claypool makes a hell of a decoy. It's true. We'll see how it pans out. Uh, I mean, they put up a hell of a lot of points this week. My but, money um, is on Case Keenum taking over when Josh Allen goes down. Is that who the backup is now? He's Keenum? on there. He's on the roster. Uh, he might be uh, number three in the depth chart, but he's number one in my heart. I'll put it this way: I think he's had the last, the, the most recent uh, snaps because I can't remember the last time I've seen Barkley take a snap. So if that's the case, and it's between Keenum and Barkley, I, obviously you got to go with Keenum. Not feel good about it, but you got to go that route. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. That game was just completely confusing to me. It was definitely something I didn't see coming, didn't expect it. Especially with, like we said, I don't know the last time. I, I, I don't know. I don't have the stats, and I'd be curious to see what it was. When's the last time Josh Allen has not thrown a touchdown in a game? Like that that would that be impressive. Says, yeah, we should have our little lackey over here. <laughs> Jamie, 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 take a look Jamie, at that. Get, look into that. Jamie, Jamie get on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, that, that – Kind of wraps that one up for me. I was just kind of dumbfounded by that game. But then uh, Seattle, and we'll just touch base on this real quick here, but Seattle surprisingly looks a hell of a lot better without Russ. Uh, and they win four straight. They win four straight, and everybody was kind of saying they were tanking this year and going for a quarterback since they traded the franchise guy away. But they look a hell of a lot better without him than Denver does with him. So I, I, don't, I don't think they're regretting that move at all. You can't even say it's Kenneth Walker because Rashad Penny, when he was in there, was absolutely lighting it up. Lighting he looked it up like so much that I owned a share of Kenneth Walker and I dropped him because Rashad Penny was looking so good. Pete Carroll's offense. Oh. Yeah, I mean, he, Penny looked like an animal. Like he easily looked like a, a top, possibly a top three running back before he got injured. Oh, like for sure, ph- phenomenal. And then you had the the mobility of Geno Smith and being able to you know extend plays with his legs. I mean, 
that's what you want. That's what you want in an offense. And they didn't have that for whatever reason with Russ. So, yeah, they definitely look a hell of a lot better. I, I didn't see that one coming. And everybody was saying they were tanking. But, my God, they're proving everybody wrong. And uh, <clears throat> I don't know if Kyler's playing some Call of Duty and not, not hitting the, the playbooks or if, you know, Cliff Kingsbury – He's got the wrong playbook, <laughs> but something's not going – something's not right there. I mean, the only positive, I think, right there on that offense is Hopkins, but you got to get somebody to get Hopkins the ball. And when he gets the ball, he's phenomenal. But, God, that offense, I don't I don't know what to do with them. Like, they're, they're a mess. But with that being said, we'll move on and we'll touch your uh, – we'll, we'll hit your, your next touch point here with Kansas City. I know when I texted you about this earlier, you had said that you didn't – you hadn't got a chance to watch it yet. I, I, I'm just dumbfounded how many times Kansas City continues to fall behind by double digits every single week. And I even text you. I don't remember what the score was. It might have been like 17 to 3 or 17. It was 17 something. And I'm like, well, we got about, what was it, like seven minutes left in the game. I said, time for the KC to turn their magic on and come back and win by three. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what happened. They tied it up. They went into overtime, got the ball, went down, and they ended up scoring. And they won the game. That's exactly what happened. Like I, it's it's just funny to me to watch the odds change as the game goes on, even if you're not going to put any money on it. Because at one point when it was like seventeen to three, seventeen nothing, the the chief odds were huge since they were down by so much. So that's when you go put money on them because you know they're coming back to take advantage of those odds. And damn near, that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. I did the same thing a couple of weeks ago when they did the same thing. But it's like that's this has to oh, it, this, this has to catch up at some point, right? Like this isn't sustainable. Now, granted, I've said that, and we, everyone has said that for years, and yet they still keep proving us wrong. But my God, something's got to give at some point, right? Like you can't keep getting double digits, digging yourself into a hole, waiting to the last half of the fourth quarter, and somehow pull out a win. Like something's got to give at some point. It's going to catch yeah. up. I, I mean, I would think it's got to catch up, but my God, it hasn't. The, the few highlights I saw from that game included Travis Kelsey literally mugging the the DB. No, that wasn't. That wasn't. Here. No, it was a DB. No, it wasn't pass interference. That no. wasn't passing. No. no. It is it pass interference pass, when, it was when your helmet's stuck in the man's hand and he can't catch a pass. Well, it's pass interference. Your helmet is stuck on his hand because he just ripped <laughs> it off of you, bludgeoned you like William Wallace in Braveheart. And then, oh, Jesus Christ. What an absolute joke. That was just pass interference on the defender because he took his helmet off and it was in the, the uh, wide receiver's view of the ball. So that's, that's why right. it was interference. <laughs> 15 yards for breathing Travis Kelsey's air. I was waiting for you to, to respond on that one when you saw right, the, uh, the the highlights. I was like, because I know you had said you hadn't watched it yet. And I was Dude. like, oh, my God, I'm waiting for Todd to see this. He's going to flip out. And like I had mentioned earlier, granted, not that I'm trying to, you know, make any excuses for Green Bay because, God, they look like trash now. But I saw online and I saw the game last week. Robert Tunyon did something similar and it was flagged as pass interference when the defender fell down yet Travis Kelsey literally has his fist in the guy's face ripping his helmet off basically doing everything short of giving him the good old uh Miles Garrett bunk on the head <laughs> no nope, pass interference on the defender <laughs> like I absolutely insane fun fact <laughs> Patrick Mahomes was two reception or two attempts I'm sorry two attempts 
away from tying the NFL record for most passing attempts in a game. I did see that. It was Tennessee. like, what the heck was it? It was, it was 68. Was it, I was going to say it was in the 60s somewhere. And I forget who they. 68 pass attempts. Are you. Who, who hit the 70? Who hit it? I wasn't. I can't. Bledsoe. That's right, Bledsoe. I was going to say, I, I didn't remember if it was Brady or Bledsoe. I remember it was Patriots. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, what? you know they're going to throw it every freaking play. Like, why? this isn't anything new. You know they're throwing it. It's like the opposite of uh, Green Bay's game a couple weeks ago. We know they can't throw, so we're going to just stack the box and make them pass because we know they have to run the ball. Like, this is the opposite. You know they're not going to run the ball. That's all they're going to do is pass. And yet, somehow Kelsey runs down the field wide open. Yet, somehow Marquez Valdez-Scantling's wide open. Somehow, uh, CEH is 15 yards downfield doing jumping jacks. (laughs) Like, what is going on? (laughs) And it's every play. I just, I don't get it. I don't know how you defend it. And clearly, Tennessee didn't either. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I can't believe it. That's without Tyreek Hill. But, the, I mean, the funny thing is, though, Tennessee played a really good defense because there was that many pass Tennessee's attempts. But defense is legit. Tennessee has a very good defense. Exactly. They played very good defense that they couldn't – Kansas City couldn't run the ball at all, obviously. But the whole game, like, Mahomes was underthrowing people. Balls were getting batted. Like, he looked like he was struggling. And then all of a sudden, the last seven minutes, it was like, yeah, we got this one wrapped up. Let's pull our first stringers off or something because they played a whole different game the last seven, eight minutes of that game. It's like the defense forgot how to play the game plan they've been playing for three and a half quarters. Like, just keep helmet stuck on Travis's hands. <laughs> yeah, well, that was the down. That was the downfall right there. Like, oh, we can't even keep our helmets on at this point. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what to think of that, but. Again, let's just uh, what, what do we say? Consistency. <laughs> well, that's the key. As the uh, and I, not to keep going back to that, but considering they're so bad, I've heard the uh, Packers. A lot of the coaching staff say the only thing that they're consistent at this year is inconsistent play. The only thing consistent with the refs this year, it seems like, is inconsistent calls from ref to ref and game to game <laughs> every week. But but we'll move on to the Monday night game and uh, Lamar and Baltimore still they're still hot still rolling and uh, Dalton still continues to struggle throwing balls all over the place throwing picks left and right um, under pressure all night long I I don't know if you watch the Manning cast at all or if you watch the regular TV copy I always watch Manning cast <laughs> Did you see his reaction the one time where he just got blindsided by like three guys? Dalton Manning's like, oh, he's got, oh, get rid of it, get rid of it, throw it. And then it just, yeah, it got sandwiched. And he's like, oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's every play, every single play. And I don't even know what, what's going on right now. If it's, is that an Andy Dalton holding the ball too much? Is that the offensive line being able to hold the blocks? I don't know. But Taysom Hill was one for one. Taysom Hill, when he scores his four touchdowns a game, or, uh, win, but or, spin. Or <laughs> I feel like you need to trademark that and put it on a put it on a shirt. <laughs> um, if if it's not Taysom Hill or Kamara or Alave, I, I don't know what you're gonna do. Like those are your guys, but you got to have Dalton to be able to stop getting killed in there to get the ball to him. I, man, he just looks bad. 
He looks bad. He's a shell of what he was in Cincinnati, and he really wasn't great in Cincinnati. I don't know. I thought they were going to be better. But, yeah, I mean, Baltimore still continues to roll. Unfortunate for you. Unfortunate for you, but Lamar looks tough. I keep playing the little sisters of the poor. They're not going to win anything, which is fine. I I just want them to get far enough either just into the playoffs to where it screws them on the draft. They sure as hell don't want them winning in the playoffs. They're going to win the division, but ugh. Oh, you're kind of like me with uh, Minnesota. I hope that they get to the point of where they end up playing Philly or something like that, or maybe the your Giants in the NFC Championship, and then they get beat. <laughs> Just close enough, just to almost taste it, and then get beat. There's call nothing. Call my Giants one more time, dude. Yeah. Hold There's, on. Call, call on my Giants one more time. <laughs> There's nothing that made me happier the year when Favre went to Minnesota than when they were just a play away from going to the Super Bowl, and he did his trademark throw across the body right into the arms of the, the Saints to lose the season. Like, you couldn't have been any closer to not making it. <laughs> and as a Packers fan, I loved every minute of it. <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll go ahead and end that section there, and we'll move on to some of the breaking news that's kind of between the games and then came out uh, this week. So I know we already talked about Philly with their franchise record for the first time in franchise history. We talked about Mixon setting the record for most touchdowns in a game. Uh, Brady sets yet another record. I think they're starting to run out of pages in that record book for him, but he sets another record for first person to reach 100,000 yards passing. I am honestly shocked he hasn't gotten and that he, one already. Yeah, and he announced he's coming back next season. I'm sure he's going to come out on the walker. He's until... got the family out of the way now. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah, there's he nothing. There's... Bezos will be starting their own league in the Venus or Neptune or the dwarf planet Pluto. Him and uh, uh, what, Jay-Z? <laughs> I hope so. And Kanye. Yeah. I'd rather have yeah. Kanye involved in it. Get him some money back. <laughs> he got a bad rap. <laughs> oh. You can buy White Lives Matter t-shirts on our fifth quarter sportscast pro shop. <laughs> well, we're not even going to get to episode 10. <laughs> <laughs> We're not even going to get popular enough to get canceled. <laughs> Fine. Just we got one of it. Oh, boy. But anyway, yeah, so Brady sets another record. No surprise there. Um, I, I, you know, when you play in the league for 55 years, eventually you're going to have every record under the sun. But, you know, it goes without saying. But then uh, the breaking news, um, what was it, yesterday, two days ago, um, the Colts decided, you know what? It's not working, and they kick Frank Reich out. So he's was, done. As of recording this, uh, yeah, like yesterday or today. Yeah, I think it was yesterday. Because yesterday, I think it was yesterday morning, they canned him. And then out of the blue, they decided, you know what? Let's get a guy with no experience. Who? Jeff Saturday, have you coached? No, nope, come on in. You're our guy. Like, I, I, don't, I was completely mm-hmm. caught off guard with that one. Like... Of all the people you could have picked, A, it's typically always somebody on staff. They typically don't go outside the building, especially mid-season. But the fact that the guy has zero experience, like, I, I, he, can't, he can't do any worse. But, I, I, yeah, I hope he does good. I always liked him. But 
yeah, kind of caught me off guard on it. Didn't see that one coming. I did like the Manning cast when Sean Payton was on. And he said, you know, I think, you know, before they offered it the Saturday, I, I, I hope they called you and cleared you with it, cleared it with you first. <laughs> like, what, why would, why would, I mean, obviously Peyton's got a million and a half things he's doing, but I hope that was at least an option you considered before you jumped right into Jeff Saturday's lap. That would have been cool. I, I don't. I did, I did read about him talking about how Schefter knows everything. Schefter was the one that told him that he was getting released. Yeah. yeah, he knew before he did. Yeah, Schefter knew before he did. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what to think of Indianapolis. I can't figure them out. You got Jonathan Taylor, who is completely irrelevant this year. You've had a quarterback carousel. I'm sure you couldn't. The uh, quarterback carousel, I mean, you brought in Carson Wentz. I don't know why you thought that was going to be a good move. You had Phillip Rivers the year before that, and then you bring in Matt Ryan, like all these veterans, and they're not working. And then it just seems like a very desperate move at this point to just jump right into a guy who's never coached, never coordinated, like nothing. Not to say that he's not qualified. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe he'll turn out to be okay. But what happens if he is awful? Like, I'm curious to see what the contract negotiations is. Like, is he going to be there again next year to get a full year? Because right now he's playing on all this junk draft picks from this year. Oh, I know, Jared is. Listen, Lance Harbor didn't have any experience coaching before they got rid of Bud Kilmer for the West Canaan Coyotes. And I'm I can't, sure, I can't wait, I can't wait to see where this analogy goes. Pretty <laughs> sure that Lance Harbor won them a game or two to get them that that five five A trophy. You guys can go back and do some record checking on me, but I'm pretty sure experience means nothing. You either got it or you don't. Jeff Saturday, gall, darn it, he's got it. Well, there's just just to point out a, a slight difference here is he at least was in he was in the building with the team, so at least he knew the playbook. Hasn't been on the sideline in I don't even know how many years. So not only does he have to figure out how to run the team, but he's also got to learn who's on the team. <laughs> So that uh, that's a little different situation. It's true. But, uh, he is out there tweeting about how bad the Raiders are. God, I oh yeah the uh, the show to not be named <laughs> was having a field day with that one. They they said, oh my god, as a pundit, as a ESPN analyst, as a you know, reporter and media guy, that's what you do. You throw stuff out there because you mm-hmm. want people to talk about it. Do you think that Jeff Saturday ever thought that would blow up in his face and now he has the job and who's their first game? The Raiders? Oh, shit. <laughs> it ain't going to blow up in his face because let me tell you something. Derek Carr, oh, my God. And the Raiders, gone. The, the Colts are going to win. Watch. Watch. You know what? Hold on. Let's place a bet. Let's, well, let's put some uh, – yeah. Look at, well, look at your – look at your, uh, one of the points you wanted to make that we didn't touch on was Devontae Adams had a hell of a game. If he plays like that, man, I don't know if the if the Colts will. I don't know. I don't know that the Colts have anybody that can match that. Oh my god, dude! So I I did watch a decent amount of that one, and I don't know. And they somehow the Raiders still lost. By the way, I don't know the what Raiders. the hell the Jags defense was doing. It's like they forgot that number seventeen was out there. Because I, I know when at least I saw the one touchdown pass. Dear God, it's like he had an invisibility cloak on. People forgot who the hell he was. It was sickening. It was also sickening that I had Derek Carr and I dropped him before this week in our fantasy league. But it didn't matter. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. 
All you needed was one guy on your roster, and that, that's all that mattered. But that's a good transition and a good segue here. So let's do some studs and duds real quick. So um, for the studs, we had uh, – hang on. Who is it? Um, I think it was mm-hmm. Mixon. Uh, Mixon. Um, Mixon and uh, Mixon. <laughs> so, uh, accurate. Surprisingly, the votes right now, Mixon is uh, leading the uh, voting at 67%. While Mixon is uh, bringing up second place at thirty-three percent, I had a road in a write-in vote because um, I didn't see Joe Mixon on the uh, the ballot here. So <laughs> the, shame, the shameful part is we can only have four spots. I figure yeah. every time anybody gets five touchdowns, you should actually get a fifth. I yeah, I that's hands down, no no argument there. No disputing it. The only thing I could say was uh, an honorable mention, and just because you know he's the only worthwhile player on that team. You got to give Justin Fields an honorable mention at least. The only the, reason uh, he wasn't an option is because there's assholes out there who didn't wa- who don't know, and they're just like, oh well, oh, 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 Justin Fields went to Ohio State. Certain people in our league who might vote. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, the simple fact that he broke Mike Vick's rushing record. With 178 yards, it's pretty damn impressive. It's nothing to sneeze at. But then again, when you look at the rest of the team, I mean, he was the team. Uh, let's be honest. There was nobody else. But again, it's very hard, even though you had a career high and a franchise high, you still have a hard time beating five touchdowns. Sorry. <laughs> I mean. That's right. Uh, I mean, the, the only other ones this week, and at least in far as Yahoo standard scoring, also in that mix and fields echelon there would be uh, Mahomes and Allen, but if a quarterback need, doesn't put up 45, you ain't getting it. Well, and I have a, a very hard time even voting for Allen when it was one of the only games he hadn't thrown a touchdown, so I'd have a hard time trying to vote him over top of Mixon anyway. Or, uh, yeah, he wouldn't have even been a choice. He, he Yahoo's standard scoring, he only scored like 26 and some change. The yeah. other options would have been, like you mentioned, Devontae Adams, who showed up. Yeah. And actually, the Patriots defense... Patriots defense this week in, in uh, fantasy put up 26 points, which is crazy. For I, I, I feel like the last three or four weeks, defenses have had monster points. Like the top defenses have had like two or three times more production than some of the skilled players on average. Like that's not typical. But then looking at some of the duds, this is a little bit more uh, of a discussion, a little bit harder to kind of mm-hmm. – Beat around the bush here, but we got Naeem Hines, new player in Buffalo, Drake London, Mike Gusecki, and Tyler Higby. We got three votes for everybody but Higby right now. And uh, I'm going to be honest, I didn't vote for Hines because with him being on the team, you know, for a limited amount of time, I wasn't sure how much production and how much of, you know, if he was going to be on a snap count. So I wasn't expecting him to have a big day. I know he played a lot, but I wasn't, I wasn't expecting a lot. Drink London. The other guy set the bar so low. Literally, if it's true, if Naheem Hines would have had one rush for four yards or a reception yeah. for four yards, he would have outscored all the other three combined. Yeah, easily. Yeah, that, I mean that's how low the Duds floor was. Uh, Drake London. I mean, when your Falcons team doesn't put up many points, I don't expect much from you either. Uh, Higby, same thing goes for him. The Rams didn't put up barely any points, so I wasn't expecting much from him. I went with Gasecki because they put up a crap load of points, and yet he just couldn't find a way to get in the mix. Like that was kind of the most impressive. Like Tua's throwing the ball all over the place, and yet you weren't in, you weren't in the game plan. Like that was kind of the the biggest. 
factor for me. He was too, yeah. Two was too busy underthrowing Tyree Kill. <laughs> well, not if you not if you look at it in reverse when he's a right-handed oh, quarterback. Jesus Christ! <laughs> if yeah, I don't care how you're playing it. Holy shit! If Tyree Kill had any quarterback who could actually get him the ball, that man would break every record receiving in the NFL that has ever been. Well, he's also probably seen three Tyreeks out there, to be honest. That's true. His brain <laughs> has grown five sizes. What's, what's, the what's, average. what's that? Just throw to the one in the middle. God, it's working, I guess. He's got the, like the Grinch had his heart, and two has got his swollen brain. That season two, his brain grew. Holy shit. <laughs> it's the season. <laughs> God, we're right around the corner. Holy hell. Oh, man. All right, well, let's break down some uh, run-through since we're about the halfway point here of the uh, NFL season. Let's run through some of the divisions since now some of the teams are starting to separate themselves and let's kind of see where the division standings are. Uh, we'll start in the AFC AFC East. we got the, the Bills and Jets and the Dolphins all kind of right together. Six and two, the Bills. Patriots six and, one game out of first. Yes, the Jets and the Dolphins tied at six and three, and then the Patriots at five and four. So, I mean, granted, I think it's kind of universally assumed that the Bills are going to walk away with that one, but uh, it's a lot closer than I think people were expecting to be end of the year. Um, and that Jets game that you know the Jets just beat the Bills that that really helped everybody else in the division because that kind of almost made it a leveling you know for everybody else. <clears throat> But I think that all relies on what, how, you know, this uh, UCL injury with uh, Allen, how this pans out. If this turns out to be a long-term pain management thing, things could switch real quick. I mean, things could, yeah. things could flip real quick for them. Yeah. I mean, Josh Allen's got a bad wing. Put a couple of burr holes into his skull. Release some of that pressure. Shit, who knows? The Dolphins might be leading that division. I mean, it's it's possible. Or you could end up having, you know, Zach Wilson and his uh, MILF club. Or you could have, yeah. uh, was it Frank Zappa or Bailey Zappi? Or <laughs> yeah, he might even step, step up to the podium and have a say. I don't know. <laughs> I know you own a Patriots number four jersey. Don't even say you don't. I own nothing of Patriots, actually. God damn it, they own you. <laughs> oh, boy. If they would have lost that game, that would have been I would have stopped watching the rest of this year. Anyway, let's uh, move on to the AFC South. we got a little bit more of a deviation here. we got the Titans at 5-3. and three. The uh, Colts at 3-5-1. Got to make sure you get that one in there. The uh, Jags at 3-6, and six, and the Texans at 1-6-1. I don't know. I think just because of Derrick Henry and the other three teams kind of seem like they don't know how to play football. I think the Jags are starting to they're starting to level out to what we kind of expected them to be. I think Tennessee will run away with that division as long as Derrick Henry's healthy. And I think that's kind of what it boils down to. They don't have much of a passing game, really. I think it's just going to rely on Henry and that Tennessee defense. Yeah, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, holy hell. I, honest to God, outside of the one who's been injured for however long, I could not tell you a Tennessee Titan wide receiver right now. If you put a I, gun to my head, <laughs> I would not be able to list a Tennessee Titan wide receiver outside of Traylon Burks, who has literally done nothing. Yeah, trust me, I trust me. I know he's been occupying my IR spot from the very beginning of the season. I don't know why the hell you're holding on to him. Did you draft him? I did. 
Yes. Oh, okay. But I, I but I, yeah, but I don't, but I don't know that he's going to be a keeper. But regardless, when I look at the waiver, when I look at the waiver in our league, it's not like I'm going to be able to pick up anybody better. Oh my god, I'm like literally looking at their receivers right now. Oh my god, it's pretty limited. Yeah. The only other person I think you're going to recognize is the tight end Hooper. It's the only one I think I'm going to recognize. There's one guy. <coughs> There's no way. I didn't, honest to God, I, I, I swear to Christ, I didn't know this guy was actually still in the NFL. Robert Woods. Yeah. Well, he just came back. He just came back from the knee injury. Oh, my God. What it's all Der- it's, liter- it's literally all Derrick Henry. That's all it is. And they're going to win the division. I mean, it's not like the Colts are going to make a run at it with Jonathan Taylor beat up, their offensive line looking like crap. They have Sam Ellinger, at quarterback. They just fired their coordinator and their coach. Uh, they're not going to do anything. Jags. Old when I found out who was wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans. Holy I mean, shit. the Texans, they're a dumpster, and the Jags are, you know, leveling out to what they typically are. So by default, that division's going to go to Tennessee, I assume. Mm, the driest of balls. Yeah. But moving on to a little bit more of a competitive division, let's move down to the AFC West. You got the Chiefs at 6-2, and two, Chargers at 5-3, and three, which I'm going to be honest, I didn't realize that they were that close to the Chiefs. You got the Broncos at three and five, and bringing up the rear, you got the Raiders at two and six, who probably should actually be six and two for as many games and leads as they've blown. I think it's fair to say the Chiefs are probably going to run away with that one as usual, as long as they keep playing. You know, let's throw this game into the ground until about four minutes left in the game, and then decide to play. But uh, I don't know. Who do you think is going to take second in that? I, I honestly don't know between the Broncos. And the Chargers, because I would have said potentially the Broncos, just for the simple fact that they had a good defense, but now they let Chubb go. I don't really know what their defense is anymore, and their offense is miserable with all the injuries and rust. I know there's at least <laughs> one more primetime event with Russell Wilson. Oh, there is. I've I've circled it on my calendar. I also I think there's another one of – I think there might be a primetime indie game too. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for dangerous – I miss him. I want him to be part of my Thursday night routine. You realize you're the only one, right? Oh, man. Me and Ciara, we're like, we're sitting there, we're ready for it. Denver doesn't want to even watch it. Me, Ciara, and Roger Goodell, we're the biggest no. number three fans that, that ever lived. You, her, and Russ. <laughs> he does. He has his own fan. He, he, yes. he does. He counts. He counts. He has, a, he has his own team. Team three. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, no, dude, it it should be the Chiefs. The Chiefs, the Chiefs, it's the Chiefs world. We're just living in it. It's their division to lose at this point. If they screw yeah, it up, if, it's on them. If they screw it up, it's it's them beating themselves and the refs. Because after what I saw this past weekend, <laughs> holy shit! Well, let's move into your wheel your wheelhouse at the AFC North. You got the Ravens at six and three, Bengals at five and four, right behind. You got the Browns right behind them at three and five. And as much as you absolutely love it, I'm sure Steelers at two and six. When's the last time you seen Pittsburgh at the fourth spot? That's not, not long. Yeah, not, it's not, not common. Ago. I'm sure there's a good chance though until they get things figured out. They might be at that spot for a little while. I hope so. They're, and they're on terrible, a- and all their fans are terrible. And if you're one of the 32 people who listen to the show and you're a Steelers fan. Stop listening to the show because the fucking Steelers are trash and we don't like you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not sorry. Well, hard, honestly, garbage. and honestly, if Baltimore decides they can't figure out how to pay Lamar, then they might be at the three spot <laughs> right ahead of the Steelers. God, I don't understand how the Ravens have a six and three record right now. 
It doesn't make sense to me. The Bengals are the Bengals are garbage. They're not going to win the division. What I am excited about is oh boy, here we Sean go. Watson. <laughs> Circle it on your calendars. I think we just gentlemen. I think I think we just lost thirty one listeners. <laughs> listen, it's fine. It's fine. I'll listen. I'll, I'll create new accounts just so I can listen and get our numbers up. Listen, December fourth. December 4th, Deshaun Watson at Houston. Get your masseuse ready. I was going to say, do you think he... will be flowing. Happy endings. Cleveland. This is happening, baby. I was going to say, do you think he gets his pregame massage to loosen up all those tight muscles before the game for old time's sake? Pregame, halftime, shit. Commercial breaks. When the guy with the orange mitts comes out on the field... I'll tell you right now, somebody's going to be putting some mitts on his dick because it's happening. This is happening. Well, it, Sean Watson's about to get loose. Well, it'll look like when the uh, the Giants played the uh, Packers over in London. I'm sure you saw that meme where that guy was trying to get icy hot or something on his leg, and all you saw was the view behind. <laughs> That'll be going on in the blue tent. <laughs> all you're going to see is a trail of people going in one on one side, coming out the other. <laughs> That's all I need. So do you think he's – do you think he's going to try to bring a new crew from a new lineup from Cleveland? Or do you think he's going to, hey, new phone, who dis in Houston? <laughs> no, but all the old spots because homeboy was slinging it when he was a Texan. <laughs> he got all that money. I don't even get he can He can pay them all. I don't give a shit. As long as he wins, I wouldn't count the Browns out. Oh. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see how that division pans out because the Browns have so much talent. They just can't put it together on the same game at the same time. But Dude, if, yeah. oh my God, Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb, if Amari Cooper. All is, you have to do, look, no, then, you, you um, don't need Cooper. You don't need Cooper. You don't need Deshaun um, Watson. You literally have one of the top five, if not the top three offensive lines. Just give the ball to Chubb and let him run. That's you. You don't even need Watson. Just give the ball to the guy that runs over seven people before he falls. That's all you need to do. That's. I don't. I don't know why they don't do it. <laughs> that's what I. Me personally, and I'll tell you right now. Like, like I just said, like eight minutes ago. You could have Matt Bark. You could have Matt Barkley hand the ball off for God's sake. You don't need a two hundred fifty million quarterback to do that. You could hand we. I we could hand the ball off to Nick Chubb for a dollar. <laughs> I, I do it in style. What, what, if anything has shown you this, it's the Tennessee Titans. Bingo. And their and their five and three record because holy shit, dude! They even asked they even asked Derrick Henry who the best running back in the NFL was. His response: Nick Chubb. I, I said this last year. I don't remember if it was you or if it was another one of my friends or cousins or whatever. Baker sucks. We've established that he's garbage when green bay played cleveland yeah. on christmas last year i, I was you. i was afraid we were going to get beat by cleveland because green bay's run defense mm-hmm. was horrid uh, baker's baker's shoulder was beat up the whole first three and a half quarters they couldn't stop chubb chubb was ripping off six seven yards of carry mm-hmm. and i'm just like oh my god we're gonna lose this we're gonna lose this and then for whatever god knows reason stefanski said hey guess what you had a good day go take the bench when it comes down to that last drive he's on the sideline with a coat and you're relying on the guy with one shoulder who's injured who you don't like to throw the ball which then gets picked sealing the win all i said was 
how did you guys not win that game on the legs of Nick Chubb? That's literally all you had to do because we didn't have an answer. If you would have just ran the ball with Chubb, we would have lost. You would have walked out of there with a win. But instead, instead, you gave it to Baker, and you tried to purposely make him look like trash to get him that's, out of the building the next no, year. No, trust me. <laughs> that's it. But that's it, though, right? It is. It, it is. has to be. It has there to it be because there's, there's no other reasoning for it that logically makes sense other than that. So it has to be. Because why would you not put? Why would you not? Why would you not? Why would you not put your workhorse that's proven for three and a half quarters? This is how you're going to beat them, and they can't prove to stop it. Why would you stop? Like that's nobody in their right mind would do that. Because then you're saddled with number six <laughs> for at least another season. You put yourself back. I'm telling you. That's no, exactly see, it. That's exactly well, see, it. And, and I told you that when you know when I saw the end of that game, I'm like, granted, as a Packers fan, I loved it. I was so happy that we finally, you know, that we hung on long enough to get that win and that interception. But then I'm also dumbfounded. Like you guys realize you just blew the game for a stupid reason. Like that was the dumbest decision you made that cost you the game. Like you easily I was pissed. Like, I was real pissed. But now I'm happy because I know we got this pervert waiting there. Sl- like he's just <laughs> drooling, dude. He's just well, ready. He's well, and, ready. And, and, and then but, well, that's what everybody was saying most of last year and even this year. Why are we not running him? Why are we not running him? Why is he on the sideline? Like for the life of me at the time, I didn't realize that there was that much strife between Stefanski and Baker, but I kept texting all the people, you know, friends, cousins that are Browns fans. Why is he on the sideline all the time in games down the stretch? Why is he on the sideline? Why are they not using him? I mean, and then I even said to one of my friends, I said, there's obviously something going on between Stefanski and Baker, because why else would you be throwing a guy out there that you already know is hurt when you have a Clydesdale, Lamborghini, whatever you want to call him, on the sideline? Why are you not using him? Why are you using a guy with it's a gimp? And he's like, no, 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 there's nothing going on. You know, there's no issues. That's all rumors. I'm like, well, I don't understand why you would do that. If there wasn't an issue, but yeah, long story short, they don't need a good quarterback. They just need to use the weapon they have. But with that being said, let's move on to the NFC real quick. We'll run through these, uh, start with the NFC East. We got the Eagles undefeated eight. No, we got Dallas six and two. They play green Bay this week. They're soon to be seven and two. They got the giants at six and two and the commanders, Carson Wentz, Dan Snyder, bringing up the rear at four and five. I think the only thing that's going to get in the Eagles' way is the Eagles, because as long as they keep playing that tough defense, I think they'll be all right. But it'll be interesting to see when it comes down later in the season when Dallas, if they keep winning and they get OBJ. And, uh, and then Philadelphia, if they keep winning, it'll be interesting to see that division race down the stretch. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I haven't been this excited about the NFC since, holy Ever. shit. Yeah. The 80s. <laughs> that's right. Doug yeah, Williams. I, uh, yeah, I. I mean, granted, Chris I don't really. Sims, no, I don't Phil really. Sims. Holy I shit! Don't, which one's older? <laughs> I would assume Phil. <laughs> if an, if anatomy if anatomy and logistics tells you anything, I would assume it's Phil. Jesus, but Christ, uh, I think that guy's a vampire. It's, it's, it's possible, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> honestly. I have no ties to anybody in the NFC East. I absolutely hate Dallas just because I'm tired of hearing about them. They're they're so overhyped every single year. They get into the playoffs and they choke. Like it's prove it once, and then I'll be a I'll, you know I'll buy in. But every single year they choke. So until I see otherwise, 
I, I'm not going to put my stock in it. But I'll tell you what, that defense is nasty. That defense and Philly's defense have to be the two, two if not the best two defenses in the NFC right now. Parsons did. <laughs> Damn. When you got Darius Slay on the, the Philly side, I mean. Slay's good. It's yeah. He's damn you got a good. Couple, you got a couple interception monsters between those those two defenses. It's nice. It's nice. You haven't, you didn't mention anybody about Giants, by the way. But you know, <laughs> when you got Danny Dimes and Saquon Barkley, what else do you need? That's all you need. You're a real bastard, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, we'll move on to the other the uh, other interesting division. You got the NFC South. Yes, interesting. You, you, That's how I describe it. You got the uh, the bachelor, the bachelor in Tampa at I four and five. It. I at said four it. And five. Yeah, let's not, All, let's not let's not talk numbers. Yeah, also <laughs> they're winning the division. <laughs> yeah, also tied with Atlanta at four and five. Just behind them is the Saints at three and six, mm. and then the uh, the Baker Panthers, Carolina at two and seven. Baker's back. Save your Confederate money, folks. The South will rise again. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I think this yeah. is probably the worst I've seen the Saints in a long time. I honestly figured the Saints would have been a little bit more of a, a push here to separate themselves. But God, they're one game out of first. They got this. But with Dalton, that's what that's what blows my mind. You get Jameis in there, I think it's a different story. Because Jameis, at least you- whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Number seven, baby. BYU, put the cougar in. You got Taysom Hill back there. He's an untapped resource, homie. When yeah, he but if you put the ball twelve times, they lose. Yeah, but if you put Jameis out there, then he can be passing all those nice little shovel passes to Taysom. Oh God, <clears throat> he's worth more picks than. Don't say Andy Dalton. Don't say Andy Dalton. <laughs> oh, he does. Right now, Dalton's leading the league probably in interceptions. I mean, he my God, I. I've, I've seen him throw three picks, two pick sixes in less than two minutes. Free seafood university. Holy shit. <laughs> Boy, there's a there's a reference I haven't heard in a long time. Oh, oh my god. Jameis Winston, he should ugh. Let, let Andy spin. He probably won't win, but let Andy spin. Yeah. It's better for Kamara, I'll tell you that. I mean I guess. I guess it only it's only good for Camara, if Dalton can get the ball to him before he gets hit. <laughs> Ugh. The NFC South is absolutely horrible. The NFC Move South on. almost, <laughs> yeah. The NFC South almost reminds me of the NFC West, the year that the Seattle Seahawks hosted at seven and nine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that, it kind of reminds me of that again. That's exactly what um, it is. But speaking of the West, With, we'll, yeah. we'll we'll move to them right now. We have the. Uh, uh, Seahawks at six and three, Niners at four and four, which kind of caught me off guard. I wasn't, I didn't expect. I figured they would have been a little bit better than four and four. You got the Rams at three and five, and the Cardinals at three and six. I would not be surprised if San Fran and Seattle flip, but I mean, Seattle's defense is pretty good still. Kenneth Walker's pretty good, but my God, with all the weapons that San Fran has. It's almost inevitable. Do, do they have the mental weapon that is Pete Carroll? <laughs> I say nay, sir. Seattle Seahawks, no, NFC no, but, West champions. I, I mean, yeah, they do have Christian McCaffrey, though, who's a Swiss Army knife, so I, I don't know. I don't know what that does for you. Pete Carroll's a mental bazooka. I'll, I'll take say, him over the Swiss I, Army knife any day of the week. I, 
You're bringing a knife to a fucking missile fight, motherfucker. I I see your Pete Carroll, and I raise you someone half his age. (laughs) Speaking of vampires, listen, (laughs) Pete Carroll, he's got that young blood. He's still banging USC co-eds. I don't know how he does allegedly. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> Man, Geno hey, Smith, man. for God's sake. Him two, and Urban. Two him top and, five NFL running backs in one season. Him and, and Urban and Meyer. Kenneth Walker. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Then you got the thoroughbred out there, number 14. DK Metcalf. Holy Christ on a cross. <laughs> See, ain't nothing beating Seattle. I, I, honest to God, I don't think I don't think Buffalo, I don't think Kansas City. I, you know what? Well, let's go back and reference this episode. episode. This go episode right, right now. Let's go reference uh, episode one. Didn't did, uh, your picks? Tampa and San Fran wasn't that the picks? <laughs> that's before they were tainted by Christian McCaffrey. I didn't know that trade was going to happen. <laughs> this is back when I thought Debo Samuel was running the show. I'm the captain now, and I'm telling you right now, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to the church of Pete Carroll, and I'm I'm praying every Sunday. So you you heard it here, folks. Get your stock in and uh, on some bubble yum. <laughs> Uh, big right. league chew, big league chew. Get your bets in now. <laughs> I'm gonna take a big care on this episode. I'm one one of these episodes. I'm gonna reach out. <laughs> You're gonna have to bribe him with a lot of gum. That's fine. I know some. We know some girls in South, Southern Cal. <laughs> we'll get him. Oh, uh, let's move on before we don't get to episode nine. <laughs> Is there another? Is there an NFC Central? No, there's Edison North, which has turned out to be just as much of a dumpster as the uh, South. You got the Vikings running away with it at 7-1. and one. They're, what, five games ahead of everybody else. You got the Packers and the Bears at 3-6, and six, who just separate themselves by a half of a game. It's disgusting. And then you got the Lions at 2-6. and six. I, I would honestly be surpri- not be surprised if uh, it was Detroit and Green Bay at this point battling it out for who's fourth in that division. Like, they both look pretty awful. They're, they're bad. Good Lord. Minnesota's got a really good defense. Their offense, they're flooded with weapons, and Justin Jefferson's a monster. If Dalvin Cook can stay healthy, and n- now you got, uh, what's his name, Ice Cook, Ice Cousins. Yeah, Ice Cousins. If he can stop throwing stupid bonehead plays, I mean, I don't, know. I, I don't, I don't want to see them. I don't want to see him win, but I don't see how they're not going to. They're going to already run away with the division. The division's locked up at this point. All you did was solidify the fact that I need to add Alexander Madison to every single fantasy roster I own. Well, Dalvin Cook hasn't gotten hurt yet, so it's inevitable. No, it, his time's point. coming. His time's they've, coming. They've got like a 19-game lead on everybody else in the division. Holy shit. I'm surprised Kirk Cousins is still playing. And Justin Jefferson? <laughs> you may as well rest his ass for the playoffs. They could have rested him after week five. And they got Hawkinson. Which that, kind of, that that stat caught me off guard when they when when I was reading about Hawkinson and going to uh, Minnesota, they said that I thought it was either the lowest or top like five lowest teams was Minnesota for tight end usage. Now, granted, I don't know if that's because Irv Smith has been beat up all year or just because their play calling and their scheming. Their system doesn't include tight ends. I don't know, but I was kind of interested to see how versatile Hawkinson is going to turn out to be in that compared to where he was at Detroit because it's all Justin Jefferson. Hell, Adam Thielen barely even has a role anymore. Great. Tell me about it. 
until, you know, week 12 when they can actually bench everybody and then all of a sudden Thielen's a stud, Madison's a stud, and Jesus Christ, whoever the third string quarterback for the Vikings is, <laughs> David Blau, I think they're going to really turn it around here. They might just put uh... Chad Powers. <laughs> uh, he's out of eligibility, I heard. No. Um... Okay. Do it. They, they, they might just put Joseph the kicker back there and just let him do wow. just let him do a, just let him do kicks. Oh, you just first down. We're gonna kick it. <laughs> Keep it interesting. Oh, I don't know. All right, that so it sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're, it's you it's no bad. Chance. No, we didn't have we didn't have a chance after week three or four. It was already done. I didn't realize it until I really saw it in black and white. Eesh. Yeah. So now, with that being said, let's uh, let's do some some picks here, and then we'll break it down in another three or four weeks. Right now, AFC, who's your AFC champion between the two? Who's going to the championship between the AFC? It all depends on number seventeen's right arm, but the Bills. And who are they playing? Chiefs. Let's do. Hmm. I think that's it, probably it's, it's I, what everybody <laughs> wants. It's well, what people I think want to see it. I think that's. Possibly what's going to happen, but I'm going to go off on a limb here, and I'm going to say... God damn it, I hope you say the Titans. I'm going to say the Chiefs and hmm, Texans. No. <laughs> the Chiefs, and God, I'll say... Mattress Mac over here is putting 75 milli down on the fucking Astros. I will say... I will say the Chiefs and the Dolphins AFC Championship. Wow! With the I additions, with the yeah, additions well, that they made to the defense, and they got Tariq Hill, and they got uh, Waddle, and if Tua can keep, you know, somewhat at least fifty percent sane, <laughs> you can unscramble I, those eggs. Sure, yeah. I, I can see the Dolphins in there. I, I'll we'll mark it down, and we'll come back in a couple of weeks and see where we're at. NFC, what do you got? This one actually seems a little bit harder than it was a few weeks ago. It does, doesn't it? You pussy. <laughs> I'm, I'm. You know what? Fuck you. I, we, we already, we already, no, we already I'm know you're gonna down. say. We know you're gonna say Giants and who? No. <laughs> Niners, Bucks. Hmm. Niners, Bucks. You want to know why? Because how many playoffs has Jalen Hurts been to? He, he ain't shit. So wait a minute. Does you, that mean? Does that? Does that mean your Pete Carroll's not making it? <laughs> No, I like Pete Carroll. I do like Pete Carroll. You're right. You're right. I forgot about Pete you just Carroll. you just went on a tirade about him. Yeah, the of Pete Carroll. I'm gonna have to go to. I'm gonna have to go this week, and I'm gonna have to say some hail hail Pete, hail Mary. <laughs> I'm gonna have to throw some coeds through his fucking window. The uh, the thing is, I gotta stick to it. I gotta stick to the Niners and the Bucks because I'll tell you why. There ain't anybody in the NFL that's got more. You could take two people in the NFL don't have as many rings as. Is Tom Brady? Don't count them out. Bucks. That division's garbage. By the way, they're winning that division. Bucks. Niners. Because I called it week one. I got to stand by it. I haven't seen anything other than Jalen Hurts and his God. I got a swole on. I'll, yeah. I'll say. So you're going to say Bucks Niners? I'm still saying Bucks Niners because I. All right. I, I, I right. saddled my. my I will. Horse. I got to ride them. I will say Niners. Wow. Okay. Niners and. You're, you're okay. I swayed one. <laughs> I, I mean, I already thought they were going to anyway before they got Christian McCaffrey. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. You're not bold enough to say the the Bucks though. 
No, I'm not taking the Bucks. You know you want to say the Eagles. You know you want to go Eagles. Well, I, I'm kind of tossing up right now between the Vikings and the Eagles because they both have pretty decent defenses. Vikings are tough, man. The Vikings have a clear path. I'm gonna say I'm I'm gonna say the Vikings. Unfortunately, I don't want. I hope it doesn't happen, and I hope I'm wrong. And the only reason I'm gonna say the Vikings instead of the Eagles is because I think have the Eagles played Dallas twice yet? I don't think they played twice yet, have they? The Eagles. Let's, let's take a look at the Eagles. Hold on, because I got I got well I got news for you on the Vikings. <laughs> You're going to know a lot more about the Vikings after this week. I'll tell you that right they now. They did. They did. They played in week six, and Philly beat them 26-17. My thinking was that they're probably going to split with Dallas, and then they could potentially Eagles. lose. Man. They, they, they could lose to uh, the Giants and split. But then again, I think – I, I mean, look, I think the Eagles beat the Vikings already. Yeah, 24-7. to they did. They whooped them. They whooped them, the Vikings. In Philly, though. I'll, I'm just going to say this. I'm going to say Vikings Niners now only because I've seen the Vikings firsthand beat the living crap out of a lot of teams, especially Packers week one. I haven't right. seen how much I haven't seen how much damage Philly can do to Green Bay yet. So we'll check back in a few weeks after that disaster. Um, well, well, we'll see what happens this week because the Vikings got a real test. They got that AFC. They got them bills this week. Yeah, that'll be, well, depends on Josh Allen's arm. It might not be that big of a challenge if he can't go. We'll see. That'll be that'll be a huge blow. It'll be interesting. But, yeah, I'll stick with it. Niners, Vikings. I hope I'm, I'm wrong. I'm rolling. Hey, man, I'm like, I'm playing a, what are you, a violin on the Titanic. I got the, I got the Bucks and the Niners. All right, well, at least we agree on one. Um, you got anything else? No. I don't think so. All right. I feel well, like I might puke. <laughs> well, before that, before that, we'll uh, we'll wrap this one up. That'll be uh, the wrap here on another episode of the Fifth Quarter Sportscast. Download, rate, subscribe, review, all that good stuff. If you want to interact with us, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, get us at Fifth Q Sportscast, 5THQ Sportscast. Uh, we'll see where our, uh, our bets and our picks here pan out in a couple weeks we'll rehash this uh until then uh we'll catch you on the next episode go watch some football and uh yeah we'll follow back up next week if ifs and butts were cocks and nuts we'd all be getting gang banged see you next week